What's up, everybody? How you doing? How you doing? Welcome to the show. This is going crazy, man. Fucking, it's going crazy, man. It's fights of the show that I do. How are you guys doing? I missed you. I missed you a lot. I, uh, I'm in Israel. Uh, I'm sorry, I've been a bit aloof. You know, I've done. I've been doing the shows, man. I've been doing shows. I've been doing stand-up comedy, actual stand-up comedy. I've been going out of my house. That's amazing. And I get get in a car that I rented, which is amazing. And then I drove to places that are open, which is insane. And then I did stand-up comedy in front of actual people that laughed at me. They went ha ha ha. Spreading Corona everywhere and nobody fucking cared. It was fantastic, man. It was it's fantastic. I've been uh, I've been here for three weeks. Uh, yesterday, Sunday, I got my second shot of uh, of uh, Bill Gates AI ro- robot mind control uh, uh, vaccine. It's fantastic. I already feel smarter. I feel like I can uh, connect to you know. I feel more connected to my laptop. It's great. I, I didn't have any side effects. First, um, first one I did. The first uh, wait before I go into this. Welcome to the show. This is going crazy. If you've never seen this show before, the whole point of the show is I rant about shit that's happening in my life, which you may or may not find interesting. If you find it interesting, you probably keep watching. If you don't find it interesting, you're probably just say, "Who's this bald asshole?" But but one day I might be famous, and then you'll regret that decision. So stay a little bit. And then, uh, and then uh, you know, and then you can comment. You can comment whatever you want, really. You can write, "I like fucking dolphins in the ass" occasionally, uh, occasionally because you know, fucking them all in the ass all the time loses some of its potency after a while. Uh, and I will rant. I will put that up, and I will rant on what you're saying. So, uh, I just got the second vaccine. First vaccine, I uh, I took. I landed the same day. I did. It was illegal. I was supposed to be in quarantine, but I did two fucking Corona tests, and uh, and, uh, and 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 I, uh, and 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 I, you know, when before I got in the plane, and then when I landed, they were both negative. So I was like, "Fuck you! I'm gonna get the vaccine." So I went. I got the vaccine. It felt good. Uh, it felt good that uh, that. Uh, you know that 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 I could get the vaccine, but then a day after I was I I was a bit dizzy. I woke up a little bit dizzy. Now, night before I slept two hours, also masturbated, also went to sleep at six in the morning. I don't know. I never really get dizzy, so maybe it was a little bit of a side effect. So I was afraid that I'm gonna have another side effect, but I didn't. I also had this. Uh, I don't I don't know if I believe in it, but it's like a homo homo you know when they fuck you in the ass no and you know homo how do you call that uh when uh, when they use water you know water in in homo therapy homo i don't know how they call it it's something with water and shit and uh i don't know and and so i used that i don't know if that helped anyway it doesn't matter long story short almost no side effect i was a little bit tired yesterday and i ranted about it when i went on stage it was nice didn't get any side effect other than that other than the fact that I feel really like Bill Gates should be the master of the new world. And I don't understand why they, uh, you know, why the world is divided into countries. We should all come together under one regime and let Bill Gates be, you know, the, the, the leader. And, uh, and that's the only thing that changed. 
in the last 24 hours. All right, let's see what you guys are writing. Uh, Julie is writing, uh, hi, how are you doing? Does your vaccination chip work properly? Yes, it's working properly. I already feel like I, I want to work in high tech. I don't think anyone will accept me because I really don't know how to do high tech things. I know how to say high tech, uh, but uh, other than that, I have no, you know, no real skill. Uh, but I do know that I highly support it, and I'm going to give Bill Gates all my money. Uh, hey, what's up, Michael? Mish Dayan, how are you doing, man? Was good seeing you on Zoom yesterday, brother. Hey, thanks for watching, man. I was uh, yesterday. I performed in. Uh, I don't know if you know Shaka Hassan. If you don't know him, Google him. He's a very funny guy from Israel, one of the top comedians in Israel. He runs a night in a very nice place that is also a studio. So you have people actually sitting there. People were actually sitting in front of me, and this was legal. I was, I was blown away by this. And I was performing, and also people can watch from all over the world in, in, with Zoom. Um, I'm, I'm doing this because that's where they sit. Like That's where the screen is for the Zoom people. And we do stand-up. We do live stand-up, and people can watch at home. And he was uh, watching at home, uh, Michael. So it was pretty cool, man. Thanks for watching. It was fun. I did a show in English, a few English shows in Israel. Um, and it was fun. It was fun. It's also like what I noticed in, those, in the Zoom shows now. In Israel, you know, Israel is a tiny country. I don't know if you noticed, but it's really tiny. You can cross the whole country by car in eight hours, right? So coming to Tel Aviv is really not a big deal. But some people are like, using the fact that now Zoom is a normal thing just to be lazy and not leave the house. Hey, I can watch stand-up on Zoom. Why do I have to get out of bed? So that's funny to me that Israelis are like, uh, you know, like that. Uh, Dror, what's up, man? Dror Krevel is writing in Hebrew. You see that language that looks like alien? People think, you know, Israelis, for us, this is normal. Every time I'm in Berlin and I, I write a text to my wife or something, and, I, and somebody who's not Israeli is next to me. He's like, what is this alien language? It is an alien language. Nobody uses it but the Jews. But it's also the language the Bible was written in. So, you know, if you care about the Bible, then you should know our language. And then you can use it in Israel to order falafel. Uh, but what he's writing is placebo. Maybe it was, man. Maybe it was a placebo. I don't know. I feel good now. It's not a placebo. I tell you why. Because I do feel a little bit of pain in my arm. Like, my arm is like, what the fuck did you do that? We're having a nice day. My poor arm, just having a nice day. And then suddenly, you know, my, uh, my uh, you know, I just put a metal thing in it and you're going to put some shit in there. So it's a little painful, a little bit, not a lot, just a little bit. So I don't think it's a placebo. And even if it is a placebo, fuck it, man, I'm going out. I'm done. In Israel, you don't have to wear a mask anymore. The cafes are open. You can sit in the guy. I just sat in a cafe with my mom and my sister, and I'm doing stand-up comedy, and I'm getting boiled by the sun. It's nice, man. It's nice. You know, as, let's say, an open Israel is better than a closed. No, I'm, I'm not sure. Like, look, Berlin is pretty cool. So, um, you, know, um, uh, 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 you know, the parks, the lakes, the, the, the general atmosphere in Berlin, much better than, than Tel Aviv. Uh, but it's uh, everything is closed, so at some point just sitting at home doing nothing. Here you can actually go to a place. It's fantastic. I've met some friends, so I haven't been here in a year. Uh, it's weird, man. I haven't been here in a year, so I have obligations. You know, like the first week is like I had to be in quarantine for nine days, so I'm three weeks here. 
So nine days was very nice. It felt like I'm going from Berlin to Israel. I'm just in quarantine. I went out at night because cops go to sleep at night and they're not going to call you to check up on you. So I walked the streets at night, you know, uh, met some Johns, had some oral sex with them for money. It was nice. Gave everybody Corona, uh, the German type. And then, uh, you know, nine days I was at home. And then, you know, after I'm at home, I have to meet all my good friends and all my family, which I really want to meet. But that kind of becomes exhausting. At some point, you're like, man, I just want to fucking be myself. So that was the last two weeks. And then I put a halt to that on Saturday. I was like, hey, I'm just going to stay home. Just going to relax. But it's cool, man. I'm, I'm chilling, chilling with my mother, uh, chilling by myself. I don't know. It's weird. My wife is in Berlin. Uh, it's good to have some time apart, but I do miss her. And uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's a bit, it's a bit chiller. You know, first off, I'm living in my, I, you know, I'm not, I haven't moved here. Like, I'm not living with my mom. But right now, currently, I'm living with my mom. And uh, and the fridge is full. My mom is like, you, like, my mom is a Polish mom. Maybe it's just every mom. But she thinks I have to eat a lot. She has, she has an overestimation of the amount of food that I need. <laughs> she, maybe she remembers me as a child trying to grow bones. But I'm a 42-year-old child trying to not have as much of a belly at this point. But like this fridge is stocked is, is stock with shit. You know, vegan stuff. Every time I say, oh, this is kind of nice, she buys five of them. She's a pretty cool mom, but she wants me to be fat. I don't know why. And, um, and uh, you know, and, and I have, I rented a car. And my mom always gives me money. She just throws money at me. You know, which is nice, you know, so I kind of feel like I'm, a, I'm a, you know, I don't like, I'm a, I don't know, I'm on vacation. It's weird. <laughs> I don't have to do anything. I'm getting stand up gigs offers. I'm doing stand up and now I got some offers to do like paid shows. That's pretty cool. Tomorrow, I'm going to do a show. Listen to this. I'm going to do a show in front of the parents organization. Which is to say, you know, how there's a teacher organization. I don't know, you know, people watching in Berlin, you know, things are orderly. In Israel, nothing is ordered, right? You got, you got, you need parents to organize in order for kids to have a proper education in any way. So they're fighting for all sorts of rights. And these are all volunteers. And I have a, and I have a good friend of mine that's like doing that. And she wanted, they want to do a stand-up show that so they invited me to do. So tomorrow I'm going to perform in, in front of frustrated parents. And I'm just going to go there going, I don't have any children. You have to go and take care of your children and then go to work. And I'm here and my mother is paying for my vegan sausage and I have nothing to do. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. So it's going to be fun. Uh, and I got another offer to perform somewhere. And I'm getting like, and people are, people are very sweet. Like the comedians here are, are giving me gigs. And I'm performing not every day, not like Berlin every day, a few times a day, but I've performed like consecutive, consecutively, 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 consecutive, I don't know, uh, a few days in a row. It's nice. I'm performing in English, performing in Hebrew. It's nice, man. It's, here's, here's the thing about going back to your own country and performing. It's like, oh, look, I moved the, I moved the, the laptop. Oh, I'm sorry. High production value right here. By the way, this, if you're wondering what this is, it's a cinnamon stick. I haven't seen one of those in ages. In Berlin, there's no cinnamon sticks. 
Like in Israel, they shove it into you on tea, cinnamon stick. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe somebody, some we, just the country was founded on cinnamon sticks, and now they're trying to get rid of them. But I always, what I like about them is they look like a cigar. Like, so I like that. Uh, it looks like I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, you know, I'm a, I'm a bald mobster that no one is afraid of. Anyway, so. The, the, when, when I did stand-up here, like, uh, I guess three, four years ago, right? Obviously, it's been four years, and I've progressed quite a bit, but, um, you know, I think I performed here like three years ago. But um, when I went to Berlin, you know, and I changed my whole, like, I, I, I find more and more what stand-up is about for me, and I become better at it, blah, blah, blah. I, I'm, I'm getting better day by day, right? But I can't really see it. It's like having a puppy. Have you ever had a puppy and the puppy's like three months old and then it becomes nine months old and you're like, oh, it's kind of like the same puppy, you know? So you can't really notice like a lot of change in the thing that you're actually doing. But going back to the, the country that you're from and doing stand-up again after a long time, suddenly I can see uh, how much I've, I've gotten better, you know? I'm, I'm better at, at interacting. I'm better at making people laugh and... It's nice, and I'm getting like good reactions from the comedians. I'm feeling good, man. And and part of it, I don't know if I talked about it the last podcast. I think I did. But part of the whole thing was that I had a conversation with my mother uh, a few weeks ago, and uh, and I asked her about my childhood, right? And she said it was quite boring <laughs> because I don't remember a lot of my, my childhood. And my mom said, "Yeah, there's not much to remember," but. The one thing that I was apparently obsessed about when I was like a little kid was the fact that I, I couldn't fit in, uh, in in Israel. You know, I, I was uh, I came I, 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 I grew up in, in Germany till the age of six. And then I came here and I got straight into second grade. And my mom said and, and, and I remember I have this trauma in my head, uh, that, a memory, right, where I go to the second grade. And my mom is leaving me at the door, and I'm crying because she's leaving, and this whole class is just—they just laughed at me, you know. Which kind of open theories about why I want to do stand-up comedy? I want to control the laughter. <laughs> so um, the, the thing is, you know, that's what I—you I, I, know—it's probably true in some some way. I don't know. I, I'm not a, I'm not a psychologist. I don't know. Maybe if there's a psychologist watching, please tell me. You know what your diagnosis is and what pills I have to take. Every time I make a bad joke, I'm gonna go. Right. So uh, that was what I remember. What I remembered in, in my entire life in Israel, I've always had a feeling that I don't belong, and it probably had to do with that moment, right? And then I talked to my mom about it. My mom said that I came into second grade after these kids were already like a tight group; they were a year together. So I was the outsider anyway. And from that point on, she told me I was always trying to fit in. And then I realized maybe that's why I've always felt the odd man out in Israel. Now, it's not, it doesn't mean I'm going to stay in the country. It's a fucking it's hot and it's an exhausting country and it's stressful. But I realized that maybe it's not that I, you know the audience is disconnected, the audience and the people are disconnected from me or I'm disconnected to them. Maybe because of that trauma from the second grade, I've been pushing them away all this time. I've been looking at them as the stranger when, in fact, we are not strangers. When in fact, I grew up here and I know these people. These are my people and we are what? 
you know? So I've realized that maybe I'm using strategies like, oh, I'm better than all of you. <laughs> and uh, I realized, wait a minute, maybe it's just in my head. Maybe I, because of the trauma, am pushing them away. So ever since I got back here, I've been, I've, I've had that conversation with my mom. I've been noticing that shit and I've, and I've been telling myself, these are my people and I'm having a great time. I'm, I'm, I'm talking to the audience as if it was weird because in Germany, I had an instinctual connection to the audience. So every time and in Israel, I always felt like, oh, I don't know these people, but I realized I do know these people. I know exactly who these people are. So I'm just having this connection with the audience and it's, it's going great. Like I got a, got a lot of people telling me I was good last night. That was nice. I mean, it was all right, you know, but, um, yeah, so maybe, uh, maybe something has changed. I feel like I'm more connected to, to, to my people, apparently. And I'm not as afraid. I'm not as removed. I don't feel like, oh, they're a, a bunch of... And it's weird because I performed in Nepal and I had a good show. And, and I felt connected to those people as well. I told one comedian that I know about this, right? And he said, well, you know, where your heart is, where your home is, where you feel the most intimate, that is the place that you're most afraid of. And then I realized, yeah, he's probably right. Smenny Melka, a very good comedian, by the way. And I'm rediscovering a few comedians here, man. I've come back and I've seen them grow after years that I haven't been here. And some of them have become really, really good. So um, it's, uh, it's, pretty, it's pretty nice to see. All right, let's see what you guys wrote. Uh, Soledad is writing. Unfortunately, they only come in cider hum, which is the opposite of cider. Yeah, so uh, she's talking about the cinnamon sticks. So this, these cinnamon sticks... Usually, and I disagree that they only come in, in hot cider. She's saying they only come in hot, hot cider. Uh, so you know what cider is, right? So they put it in hot cider to give it kind of like an oomph, just to say this is not just hot cider. This is also has a thing. And, uh, and they, now they put it in tea. They put it in every fucking thing. I don't know when you've been to a restaurant in, in Israel. So that. They put this shit in salad now. I don't know. Man, see, and I think I'm the I'm the only one who have seen uh uh you know next to uh like w walking around with these. I've always had this thing because my uh when I was a kid uh maybe when I was a kid um I, teenager I would say, but it's a kid to me. If you're watching this and they, they, uh, look, when I have audience members who are like 20 years old and they think I'm old, no, you're not. You're not even close. When you get 30, you kind of start looking like an before that, you're just a fucking moron. And then when you're 30, you're a fucking moron. I'm going to tell you something about that a bit later. But uh, uh, I always, my friends always used to smoke. And my dad did a very good job at brainwashing me not to smoke. I don't know if I told you this story, but my dad was a, was a, a doctor of nose, uh, nose, ear, and throat, right? And he was adamant about me not smoking cigarettes, right? He was very right about that. But he fucking brainwashed me. He was like, North Korea uh, with, with fucking cigarettes. So we, he told me, oh, we're going to patients of mine who smoke. And I was like, I don't know, 10 or something. And we went into their apartment, right? And they were both sitting there. And while they were talking, they were just coughing uncontrollably. They were like, <laughs> and I was sitting there terrified. And my dad was like, you see what happens when you smoke? And I and it fucked me up, and I did not. I smoked six months in my life, and this was after I broke up with an ex, and I went to Tel Aviv, and everybody was fucking smoking, and uh, uh, and and shit like that. Uh, but but other than that, that scarred me for life. That, that's a smart father. If you want to teach your kid not to do heroin and shit, 
just, you know, fake that the people are doing heroin next to him when he's patting and they go like, I think I'm dying. And, you know, I'm, I'm never pretty young again. I'm never going to get an Autobot. And they will not, uh, you know, they won't do heroin. <laughs> All right, let's see what you guys wrote me. Oh, no, my point was to it. So I always have put oral things in my mouth, which is not a penis. I wish maybe, you know, if, if it was a penis in my mouth and I would enjoy that kind of stuff, then it would solve a lot of these problems. And then, you know, my oral fixation would come to fruition. But what I used to do is just like when everybody smoked next to me, I just used to put like, um, uh, uh, how do you call it? You know, like the thing you clean your teeth with, two toothpicks, right? And, uh, and uh, my dad didn't like that either because he had patients that swallow toothpicks and that punctured their whatever, you know. But years he tried to get me off toothpicks. That's what happens when you don't let your kids smoke. So I, I used to do it with toothpicks. And now occasionally I do it with, with these. And these are like my cigar. The toothpick is the cigarette. And then this is like, hey, but this is like healthy because this, the, the toothpick shit can go in your throat and touch you and do all sorts of shit. This, the only thing that can happen, it goes in your mouth, you kind of swallow it, and it's nice, you know? I like to swallow things in my mouth. All right. Um, and Eunice is writing it. Uh, maybe you being a comedian shows yourself, shows yourself you highly develop an ability of empathy and your ability to be able to make a point in front of an audience, which is a great feeling. Yeah, man. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, that's true, but... I feel like in order to, uh, just to connect it to the point that I was making, I think that in order to have that feeling of empathy, I have to be, feel connected to the audience, you know? And if I feel some distance, it's hard for me to perform to them, you know? Because I feel like, oh, they won't understand me, I won't understand them. But the minute I see these are my people, these people are exactly like me, of course, that, that's, that, that creates empathy. And, and one thing that I've learned from script writing is that the deeper you go, you know, the deeper you go in human emotions, in your own emotions, the more human you are, the more people will connect to you. That's why we like characters in movies. Characters in movies, essentially, we see them do something very human and we go like, oh, I identify with, with that. I, oh, you, you know, like save the cat. Oh, you saved the cat. You felt sorry for the cat. Or, you know, you, you're very horny today. I am also horny today, you know, or... You know, if you want to go deeper, then it's, you know, you, you, your heart is broken. You, you feel love. You feel frustration. You're, you're, you're disappointed with yourself. You, you, you blame yourself. You blame, you know, others. You, you feel like, you know, all these kind of feelings, they're all very emotional. So if I can, they're all very identifiable is what I meant to say. And if you, you know, talk from that place, people immediately identify with you. And here's a tip that I learned. If you're an older person, like if, if, you're, if, you're, if your audience is younger, they have a secret want to learn from your mistakes. So if you're on stage and you're making them laugh, right, and you're telling them something from your age that they can use, they swallow that shit up, like me with a penis. I mean, a, 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 a you know, cinnamon stick. Smash, <laughs> eh? All right. Uh, Martin is saying, sorry, I missed some context. By my people, you mean bald people. And by second grade trauma, you mean your hair loss. Uh, yeah, I don't see the bald people as... Look, look, Martin. Mr. I have hair, motherfucker. All right? You're a very nice guy, but you like your hair a little bit too much. But all right. Look, I've been thrown into a little bit like the Jews. <laughs> I did not choose to be a part of the people. 
you know, <laughs> of the bald people. It's uh, I'm, I'm part of them. I know, I know. I'm, you know, I've been. It's been thrust upon me by my Jewish genes. I have no hair on my head, and uh, actually, I think I already talked about the trauma that kind of helped me get over the fact that I'm going bald. I don't know if you want to hear that shit. I can, I can tell you that again. Uh, essentially, what happened was that um, my, you know, I went to get my haircut when I, I think it was. 12-ish or something like that with my best friend to his barber and uh and he had a full head of hair he was gonna be a gorgeous dude and i had long hair down to here and i thought to myself i am also always going to have this hair because when you're 12 you're kind of german and also uh you don't th you don't think about hair loss when you're a kid you don't think you don't look at your father and you go oh that's ah. You're, you're just not thinking at all because you're a moron. And so I was not thinking about losing my hair. And, and then what happened was the, the, the barber looked in my hair and he was like, oh, you know, you're going to be bald one day. And I was like, what? And that crushed my soul. <laughs> Literally. That crushed me. I was like crying. I was like, oh, my God. So I went home. To this home where I'm sitting right now. This used to be my room, by the way. Now it looks like an insane asylum. It used to be because I was here. And uh, I went home and I told my mom, which is a sweet mom. I told my mom, I'm going to lose my hair. This guy told me I'm going to lose my hair. Blah, blah, blah. And my mom saw I was so upset. She was like, no, it's not going to happen. It's okay. And my dad was like with his bald head going like, no, no, it's not going to happen. All right, it's not going to happen. <laughs> Don't smoke. So... What happened was my mom was such a nice lady that she took me back to the barber for him to apologize to me. Now, now that I'm 42, I've, I've, I've thought about this scenario and I realized there was probably a phone call. There was probably, she, was, she didn't just barge in. It's like, where's the barber who told my son the truth? It's like, uh, he was like, uh, my mom probably calls him, look, my kid is a fucking pussy and uh, can you do me a favor? And, uh, and just say you're sorry and uh, just forget about this because it's driving me crazy. You know, I don't need this. You know, I'm a busy woman. So she took me there and he apologized to me and I came down. But oddly enough, that kind of solved the trauma of my hair loss. It was like taking off a Band-Aid or taking off the wig. It's, it was just like, I know I'm going to be bald. And from that point on, when I got bald, I didn't care. I don't care now. Like people say, oh, you're bald. I, you know, like I look at my friends who are balding. I'm losing my hair. Like, oh my God. Like they're losing the, the best job of their life. Why would you care, man? Men don't, you know, men don't look good. The few that do, they're already looking good. The few that the other, the, the majority of men that don't look good. Look, you know, nobody's with you because of your looks. Nobody gives a shit. You know, nobody cares. So just relax, you know, you just say thank you to whoever was with you, you know, but I will recommend get them while you have hair because, you know, they don't know about hair loss. All right. Uh, so that is writing uh, by that logic. My hair should have been gray by 10 years. Well, I don't know what you mean about that. What do you mean? What what logic? I don't, I'm not sure that I made any sense from the beginning of this live stream. If you just join the live stream. This is going crazy. I do this show every fucking Monday, usually at 8.30 p.m. Berlin time, 
uh, Israel time. I also have another show on Wednesday where I bring another person. So it's nice. And it's called Crazy Stories. Uh, it's basically based on the fact that everybody in their life has a few crazy stories that they're a star of and they like to tell these stories. So they come on the live stream to tell the stories. And I make fun of the stories, tell some stories of my own. It's usually a lot of fun. One day it will be a huge success and I will get paid a dollar for it. But uh, you should watch it. And if uh, you want to watch other episodes, I mean, listen to other episodes of this show or that show, because there are a lot of good ones, just go to Spotify, click Going Crazy. You'll see, you'll see all the fucking episodes. You know, I just uploaded a new one. It's going to be fun. Anyway, so... Yeah, man, it's uh, it's been weird, man. It's been weird being here, because really, it's not that I don't, uh, I don't. Wait, hold on. So that is writing us. Don't forget what licorice is called in Hebrew. Licorice. It's the same fucking thing. It's the same licorice. It's called licorice, right? What? Why are you mentioning the thing? It's called exactly the same. You know how many words in Hebrew? Hebrew just gave up on. You know, like refrigerator is. Well, we have a mix of it, actually. But there are a few words. It's like, just call it the English word. We don't care. We used to change, um, like in movies, we used to change everything, every comedy, you know, since a uh, since, uh, naked gun, uh, that, that the Israeli version was uh, the gun dies of laughter, which was a huge hit. Every comedy 20 years after that was called dies of laughter. It was like, like this was, if it was a movie about a jungle called Jungle Fever or whatever, and it was a comedy, it would be called The Jungle is Dying of Laughter, you know? And then in the last like 10, 20 years, it just gave up. It's just like, what's the name of the movie? Uh, what, what is it? Die Hard? Okay. They just call it Die Hard in Hebrew or something. It's like they just spell it in Hebrew words. Whatever. Anyway, uh, let's get serious for a moment. Let's, uh, let's dig deep to create this... Uh, this deep, you know, connection between you and I, where we can both feel like we're one. We identify with one another. Um, it's frustrating, man. It's this. This is a weird. It's a weird feeling. I think I'm in a weird place right now in my life. I just finished a few projects that I was writing that I'm writing, and uh, now I, I have to wait. You know, that's when you're a writer. That's your life cycle. You're basically you write things, you develop things, and then you wait. It's pathetic, really. You know, people have to go and sell shit for you. And uh, you just wait. And then uh, what are you waiting for? A new idea? Uh, something to happen? You know, your, your, yourself to become, you know, self-aware and realize that you should never have become a writer and maybe you should have worked for Bill Gates. Uh, you know, or maybe just the, the thought, you know, I've been thinking, maybe I don't want to write anymore. Maybe I just want to do stand-up. Could be, man. Could be. I think I could become good at this. I think so. Uh, and, and maybe, you know, when I get back to Berlin, like invest a little bit more in this, uh, in this, uh, in this uh, live stream podcast thing. Could be, man. I don't know. I don't know which direction I'm going. That's one thing. Second thing is I kind of feel like I'm on vacation because I, I finished this thing and uh, these things I've been working on. So it's a, weird, it's a weird transition. I had this conversation with my mom about anxiety the other day. And she said, could it be that you're just, you know, you're anxious because you work in a, in a, in, in a, in a job that you're always like, never know what's going to happen. And I said, absolutely not. I trust myself. Things usually 
knock on wood, turned out great. That's fine. I'm not anxious at all. No, not anxious. No, I'm not. No anxiety at all. <laughs> Man, see? But then I realized maybe there's a point to what my mom said. So I've been, I've been focusing on that a bit. I've been like, all right, you know, trust yourself, relax. But but instead of like blaming a lot of other things, maybe just look at this feeling of insecurity that I always have. And you know, looking back at my past, I usually do all right. So I'm fine, you know, I'm fine. But maybe that's uh, part of my anxiety, you know. And so I think I'm kind of in limbo right now. I just finished some projects I'm really proud of. I've got some money so I can I can sustain myself. My mom is paying for everything because she's really nice. She's getting me food, trying to get me fat. Um, and at the same time, I don't know where I'm going, but I'm doing comedy, and, so, and suddenly I'm getting offers to do paid gigs, and I'm like seeing where things lead me. And on one side, you know, my family wants to see me and my friends, and and, uh, and on the other side, I want to be with myself. I don't know. I feel like I'm in limbo a little bit. You ever get that feeling that you kind of like, don't know where you are, but you also don't have an immediate solution. So it's also funny because I feel like on some level, I'm a little bit of a psychologist to some of my friends. You know, like I'm good at remembering what I did wrong and how I solved it. So a lot of, not a lot, but a few of my family and my friends, they kind of, you know, they meet me and they, they're like, here's a problem, solve it for me. <laughs> Which kind of makes me feel good, but also kind of makes me feel like I should be taking 100 euros an hour for this. No, but you know, I'm 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 cool with that. But it's just a weird, I don't know. Feel like I have roles. You feel like you have roles sometimes in your family. Oh, for this person I'm that, and for this person I'm the psychologist, and for that person I'm a sex object. Nope, never happened to me. So you know, I feel like I have certain roles. It's uh, it's funny, it's funny and it's weird. But I'm I'm happy, man. I'm happy to to be surrounded by friends. I'm also it's uh, it's nice to kind of. I think because I'm a better comedian right now and I'm doing shows and, and the shows are going, going well, I feel like comedians from the past that we weren't really like close friends uh, are, are, are getting a little closer to me because they see I'm serious about comedy. That's one option. The other option is because I've told myself that these are my people, that I am getting closer to them. So that's, that's, uh, that's nice. There's something nice about that. I was supposed to fly on the 28th. I actually have a plane ticket and I'm just not going to show up. Because EasyJet can't, doesn't have a cancellation button. Fucking EasyJet. If you had a cancellation button, I could have just friends canceled and you could have sold that fucking seat. But you don't have a cancellation button, do you, EasyJet? No, you don't because you don't want people to cancel. You're not going to put the button there. See, no. So now you're going to have an empty fucking seat that I already paid for, but you could have resold. And that's how you see that's not a Jewish home number. <laughs> Anyway, so I'm just, there's just going to be a flight and I'm supposed to be on it. I'm going to get an email, enjoy your flight, but I'm still going to be here because my wife is doing a, a theater uh, a show in the Golki in, in Berlin. And because of the lockdown, it's going to be a Zoom show. So nobody can show up anyway. So I'm not going to be there. And maybe after the show, she will have time to come to Israel. So maybe she will be here with me and we'll spend a month here. And then she'll get the vaccine and we will both blow Bill Gates. Uh, so I'm right now, I'm just here, man. I'm just fucking here. It's interesting to be here. Uh, so Nadal is asking, did you say mom is getting you boobs? No, I'm doing a pretty good job at boobs by, by myself. Uh, I mean, I've lost some weight. I still have a little bit of boobage. I mean, uh, yeah. But uh, no, she's not getting me boobs. But I think if I was transitioning to a woman, if I was to say, 
here's here's how cool I think my mom is. If I was to say that I believe I'm a woman, and I would go to my mom and I would say and I would convince her of that, I'm pretty sure she would pay for boobs. It's what I think, man. I got a pretty cool mom, you know. It's pretty cool. Anyway, this, this is weird, right? Imagine being a parent and your kid is like, "Can I have boobs?" I mean. You don't even have to be bigoted. I mean, you can be accepting of the idea that your kid is now she, right? Or would you pay? Like, it's like buying a new car. So the fact that you're a woman does not mean that I have to reach into my pocket and get you boobs. And you want boobs? You go out. This is the new, <laughs> the new conservative, open-minded parent. Listen, if you want boobs, you go out, you work for boobs. You go out to McDonald's. You go out, you wash cars. You do whatever you want to do. You're not going to just give you money. You need to learn about life and boobs. And if you want boobs, you go out there, you get a job, you rent an apartment, you get a more, you get an education, you go you buy yourself some boobs. I'm not buying your boobs. Dad, dad, you know, I'm a woman. I accept you being a woman, absolutely. I have no problem with that, and I hope, I hope you get the pussy that you're dreaming about. But I'm not giving you free money. You go, you get your own pussy. You get your own boobs. Oh, that's actually not a bad, not a bad joke. Like it's a, a situation of a conservative guy that will, you know, that has the money and has absolutely no problem with their with their kid transitioning, but has a problem with them asking for money. You go like I did. I. What do you think? What do you think I got my boobs from? You think that I? Uh, you think? <laughs> Where do you think I I got my penis enlargement? When I was sitting in the computer, when I was a, when I was a kid, I had a, you know I wasn't a computer back then. We had magazines, and in the magazine it say you want a penis enlargement, and I was always thinking yes I do. I would like a penis enlargement, but I couldn't afford it. And you think my parents had money? We we lived in the street, and I said one day I will work in real estate, and I will get to a point where I have my own house and I have my own money, and I will enlarge my penis, and I did. And you will do the same for you and your boobs. <laughs> Mass, eh? All right, cool. Um, I had a conversation. I think I lost like two audience members with the whole with the whole boobs thing. I don't care. I don't care, man. Just doing the show because I love you guys and I like doing it. People find my uh, boobs <laughs> material offensive. They can go and go to hell. Go get their own boobs. You want, you want better jokes? You go out there, you make them. You go out, you do comedy, you write jokes, you make them better, you come back, you tell me a better boob joke. You do that, I'll consider your boob joke. But after then, go fuck yourself. So, uh, you guys are not writing a lot today. I'm just going to tell you a story to finish with. Uh, um, yesterday, yesterday I was sitting, after the show, I was sitting with, uh, with a few comedians. You can do that in Berlin. You can sit outside with other people. Also inside, but this was outside. And one of the comedians, she's a lawyer. And uh, I'm not going to say her name. Um, and uh, we were sitting and she, she and, and she's saying, uh, you know, you should invest in, uh, in silver. And I was like, well, why? And she's like, well, uh, there's going to be a change. And I was like, what? What do you? What do, you, what do you mean change? There's gonna be, you know, there's gonna be a big fall of the, of the Bitcoin, you know, the 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 lo the blockchain currency. I was like, oh yeah, you know that as a as a lawyer, you're like, 
you have inside information? Yeah, I've got, I've got some information. So, so what's going to happen? She's like, well, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's going to be a big thing now. And I said, oh, wow, you know that because you work with banks and you're like a financial lawyer and shit like that. And, uh, and, uh, and she said, no, 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 I, I have, you know, you know where I know this from? I said, where? I said, you know, the guys who also, you know, the guys who, you know, Trump and stuff. And I was like, are you talking about QAnon? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, I just thought I had an inside track about Bitcoin and currency falling. And I buy silver and I made a ton of money. I already saw it in my hand, making a ton of money, never having to do this show again. No, I'm kidding. I would do it anyway. But, you know, buying a pool and then, you know, filling it with cocaine. I saw all these nice and, and, and cinnamon sticks because you have to put them somewhere. And then I realized, no, it's just a crazy person. God damn it. They even get lawyers now. And then we had, oh, man. And then we went down the QAnon rabbit hole. And I was, like, trying to convince her. Even though I know you can't. The minute somebody's in the rabbit hole, you can't get them out. I even listened to a podcast after after I talked to her. And in the podcast, they said they even sometimes they go deeper into their beliefs if you try to whatever. And I was so, I was so disappointed. I was trying. Because... The thing about all these like, QAnon bullshit is everything around it is anti-Semitic. You know, it's always the elites. The elites are always the Jews, the Jews, the Rothschilds, or whatever. And what's always bothering to me, other than the fact that these morons get into it, is that Jews get into it. This is propaganda that's aimed towards America. You know, the right-wing fascists trying to change America from within, and, and the Russians and the Chinese supporting that online because they want to, you know, they want to weaken their enemy. And these people get into it in America because it's on, but because it's on the world wide web and YouTube, then also people see it from all the world. And some of these people live in Israel. Some of these people are Jews and they don't get that this is a Nazi thing. And you try to explain it to them and they're like, it's no, it's no Nazi thing. And then you go, and you're all right, tell me about the Jews in the queue. And they say, yeah, it's the Jews, but it's not really Jews. And so, yeah, but they're saying that they, this, her theory was there was a group of people called the Kovekian or Kazekian or whatever, and they hid under the guise of the Jews. So what you're saying is that right now these people can't identify them other than the fact that they're Jews. Yeah, yeah, but they're not really Jews. And I told her, look, you think that way because you're Israeli. You think, yeah, it's not the Jews. It's other people, but they just pretend to be Jews. I'm a real Jew. But people in America are sitting there going like, fuck. <laughs> you don't need more reasons to hate the Jews. You know, we're fucking, we're smart. We got big dicks. We have luscious hair. No, we, we just, we're just outsiders for years and years. And they think we killed Jesus, even though he was a Jew. So they gave you more reasons to fucking hate us. And it's just, it's, it's just, it's bothersome to me that Jews go down that rabbit hole. So I gave it my best shot. I was like an hour sitting there trying my best. And I couldn't do it. It's strong. It's a strong fucking hold, man. It holds on this fucking cue. And it's and then she said, China is going down in a month. <laughs> and I was like laughing my ass. I was like, all right, cool. But I tell you, I told her, like, look, if China doesn't go down in a month, would you consider the idea that you might be absolutely wrong? She said, yeah, yeah, yeah. But she didn't mean it. And she said, if China does go down, Will you then believe? And I said, absolutely. 
if China goes down in a month, I will absolutely, I will, I will suck Q's dick. By the way, if you haven't seen the HBO uh, documentary about QAnon, uh, they, they, they kind of think they found the guy who, who's pretending to be this Q guy. It's just an asshole, the son of the of the guy who ran the fucking website, and 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 he's a right wing extremist. Anyway, it's 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 fucking ridiculous, man. It is so ridiculous. And and the one point that I've told her, and and I tried to convince her, look, you might not believe in the media, and as a person who is working working in television for many years, I can tell you what you think about the media is so fucking skewed. These are all just people that work there. And of course, there's like an agenda of the thing, but they don't hire, you know, just the specific people that would shave their agendas. Bullshit. Just hire some people, like-minded people. This guy likes this politics, that guy's like, you know, and then the, the person who owns these channels, right, he has some sort of political agenda. And that's normal. And the other side, there's another political agenda. It balances out. It's like the media. But what I told her is like, the one thing that you know for sure about the media, especially if it's in America, that these guys are liable for lawsuits. And she's a lawyer. She's a lawyer. I told her, if they say something that's not true about somebody, that person can sue them for millions and billions of dollars. And so they have to check, double check, pre-check, re-check, free fucking CPO every fact that they put out there because they can get sued because they're uh, the fucking company saying things, you know? So, and, and, and who are these sources that you're quoting online? Nobody knows who they are. They're fucking called Quaka Duck Q in the ass, Mookie Mookie Intelligence. Uh, you know, the, the, the fucking made up bullshit names, the General McDukin Fluke, whatever. And of course they can say whatever they want because nobody's checking them. They're saying they're doing research. Here, I just did some research. You see how easy that is to say? So, yeah, but she's still, man. She's still, she's still down that fucking rabbit hole. What can I do? What can I do? All right, let's see what you guys wrote. Uh, Julia's saying, haha, I'm really looking forward to see you performing live again one day. One day, that sounds so fucking apocalyptic. I, I, if I, yeah, I do too. I do too. I hope to see you in the audience, Julie. I mean, fucking. Yeah, it's just like in Germany, it's like one day. I will see you perform. You ever think we get this situation? I hope one day I can sit inside a restaurant. Oh, that will be the day. Remember when we just, this restaurant is shit. I'm going to give it one star review. The, uh, the food was subpar. I could make it at home for two euros. You know, fucking Klaus. Now we're like one day. I should sit in a place that will serve me food. Mmm, wouldn't that be amazing? I guess at least for that, the corona is good. They got to remind us shit is good. You know, we miss the regular shit. Uh, so that is writing, what is QAnon? Don't Google it. Whatever you do, just fucking stay away from it. I don't want you to go down that rabbit hole. China is going down on whom? Oh, well, that's true. Maybe China is going down on Q. Maybe that's the whole, ha uh, uh. I can't really talk about it. I have a how we talk. Uh, John Delancey, I don't know what you're saying. Uh, Eunice is saying, I should go immediately to the U.S. Millions and millions is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, in, in, don't you know that they're super legitist? Legit, legitist? Super legit. legit, legit. They like to, to sue people. What is going on with my English? Maybe because I'm in Israel right now. I don't know. That's the heat. Uh, uh, legitist. Le, le, litigious. Litigious. Yes. Litigious. 
Yes, I found the word. Tell him what he's won. Nothing. All right. Uh, they're super litigious, man. If if somebody says like right now, remember the old Trump thing? They were saying that uh, that the 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 you know the, the the votes were were fraudulent, and there was a problem with the machines that 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 count the votes, like the the, the stuff. So apparently, all these fucking news reporters on Fox and all these different channels. They went on and said, there's a problem with this machine. There's a problem. And then the company went like, oh, really? And they sued the channels one by one. And they have settlements, probably. And, and they're going to win a few of these lawsuits. And they're going to pay millions and millions. Because you can't just go on TV and slander a company or slander a thing. And now, if you've noticed, if you've seen like all these channels recently, nobody's saying anything about the, about the machines anymore. I wonder why. Because they're fucking litigious, man. Litigious, yeah. And you can't just say whatever you want. But on YouTube, <laughs> you just call yourself fuckface69, and you can tell everybody the Jews are, you know, at fault for everything. Oh, look at this. It's kind of mysterious. No, that's just what do. All right, Soledad. Uh, don't get too heated. You'll start talking in Spanish. Is it harder in Spain? I guess it is, man. I've noticed, like, one of the reasons I don't like living here is because the heat makes you really upset. <laughs> I just noticed that. I just I had a nice day, a day before, and then it became hot, and I was fucking pissed off. I was pissed off at people driving, doing normal driving stuff. You know, not even like, oh, you did something. Oh, yeah, you're waiting for the machine to print your ticket for the fucking parking lot. Hey, you fucking asshole. Like, this, you're, you're turning left right now? Like, this was, this was the level of just fucking pure hatred because it was hot. That's just the way it is. I mean, it's uh, using air conditioning all the time and getting like, I have an air conditioner here and right now I'm gonna turn it on when this is over right now just because of the sound. You know, I don't use it, but it's, uh, you know, I come, it's hot, I come home, I turn on the air conditioning, I get a runny nose, you know, I wake up, runny nose, go outside, now I have a runny nose in the sun. You know, this is just my entire childhood all over again. That's what it is. All right, guys. I think this has been the show. I really thank you for coming in. Have you noticed, by the way, the last two shows, uh, uh, the last two shows, uh, Julie is saying, oh, are you missing the nice German weather? Remember the snow. Look, Julie, I moved to Berlin. Yes, I do. I enjoy winter more than I enjoy fucking summer all the time. If you lived here and it was constant sun all the time, the fucking sun trying to give all the Jews cancer. It's just, it's horrible. It's horrible. And I, yes, I would rather have the Berlin winter because it's nice to have a winter. It's nice to have a winter that later turns into summer and you appreciate summer. It's nice. The only thing that's bothersome about, about Germany or specifically Berlin is that November and January, it's very dark. That's where the depression comes in. Other than that, I really have no problem with the snow. For me, it's amazing. I love snow. I was like, well, oh, give me more snow. You know, it looks like cocaine. I really want more of that. Snow and cocaine. Anyway. Yeah. So uh, it's it's uh, if you live here and you're hot all the time, you're going to fucking hate it too. I don't know what I was saying anymore. But, ah, have you noticed that the camera is not dying? I don't know. Maybe it's something about the electricity in Germany. I don't know, man. But my battery here is getting more power than it used to in Germany, because I used to put the camera in the fucking uh, electricity there, and, and, uh, and the camera used to die after like 40 minutes. Now, 
I put it here and the camera's still on. It's amazing. Look at this. It's, it's just a shame that whatever is behind me looks like a piece of shit. But I look so much better. I, my nose is shiny. You can definitely see my Jewish aspect. It's great. All right, guys. That was the show. I, uh, I miss you guys. I miss you. I'm here for now. I'm going to do shows. Uh, I'm, I got to say that the shows are going to, you know, the, the, the times are going to change uh, uh, from time to time uh, because I have shows here and Berlin is an hour in the future, like in the, in the, like right in the past. So now for you, it's like, uh, uh, no, yes, what? Now for you, it's 9.30. Here it's 10.30, right? So shows here begin around 9. So I will have to start my, my, my shows like an hour early or something like that. So this Wednesday, Crazy Stories, good fucking show with a guy named Joey. He's, he's an American comedian who now lives in Iceland. And he's an alcoholic. And he's all sorts of shit. He'll tell you himself. Uh, the guy has some insane stories. I really recommend you check out this episode. But here's the caveat. It will probably be at around 6.30 Berlin time. 7.30 Israel time. 6.30. I will also put on, uh, I'll put a, a, a thing in my story to remind you of the time. Uh, that's the way it's going to be. If you're going to miss that show uh, or other shows, please go to Spotify and go to Going Crazy. And if you like this show, actually what would help, instead of also sharing this, because it doesn't really work, the one thing that works is, is, uh, is uh, you know, mouth, some mouth-to-ear action. You know what I mean? Just like, or, you know, just go, and then go, Hey, man, you know, there's a cool live stream podcast that I really like, and you should check it out. If you guys can help me out with that, just spread the word. Just tell somebody. Tell someone that you like about something that you like, which is this show, I hope. And if you tell them, maybe they'll come in and they'll watch it. Maybe they'll watch it with you. Maybe they'll watch it at home. Or even better, just send them to the fucking Spotify and tell them going crazy on Spotify. Check it out. It is fucking good. If you do that, Maybe we'll get a few more audience members, and that'll be fucking awesome for you to do. That's the only thing I ask of you other than your money. <laughs> I love you very much, guys. Thanks for coming and commenting. Uh, thanks for coming in. Uh, come back on Wednesday. Check out on Spotify. Tell your friend. And above all, always remember that this could have been a penis. Man, see? See you guys later. Man. Hey, <laughs> <laughs>